it's Jodie again. I wanted to talk to you today about um, support networks and post-adoption support. Um, I'm going to start with support network because you actually need that in place before the adoption starts. Um, really, you kind of need it before you even think about going through the adoption process. Um, things I'm going to talk about are some things I didn't do and I wish I'd done. Um, other things are things that I would recommend that you do that that we did. Um, obviously, don't take me as gospel. I'm no expert, but I'm just talking about what worked for us and what we wish we had done to work better for us. So um, when we initially started the adoption process, we didn't tell anybody um, because we hadn't actually told, really told anybody that we had been trying for biological children. Um, that only came out because I had a massive um, depressive episode when my sister revealed she was pregnant. Um, so, and we'd actually been trying for about eight years at this point. Um, and we ended up trying for 10 years in total, as I mentioned in my um, previous podcast. So, yeah, um, obviously something, this is something that I wish we had done, is I wish we had been completely open from the beginning. Um, our stage one took almost a year um, due to setbacks and courses not being available and things like that. Um so we didn't actually tell anybody until we started actually we were probably about midway through stage two uh you know so we were on our way to approval panel um but really we needed the support from the beginning and i really wish that we had um we had told people because it would have made life a lot easier um something we did do when we started talking to people about it is we gave them uh, material to read uh, about adoption um, I posted some bits on Facebook um, once we had been approved because um, we didn't want to tell kind of the whole world that, that we were adopting until we knew we were approved um, so I shared some information from like Adoption UK um, some podcasts some uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that for people to watch so that they could kind of understand what we were going through, um, what our child may have been through, what traumas and things we might have to expect. Um, just so that, you know, we that everybody knew kind of what we might be going through. Um, so that if we did need to talk to anybody, that they were there um, and they had a little bit of an idea what we were talking about. Um, as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I joined uh, the Yawn Facebook group. Um, and I think it was March 2021. Um, that support network has been more valuable to me than the support network I had before we adopted. Um, you know, I love my friends and family, don't get me wrong, but having a group of people that understand how you had to get your child, what hoops you've had to jump through, what, you know... You know, the, when you had to cross the T's and dot the I's and all that sort of stuff. It's really, it's like the best thing in the world because 
Um, I went back to work after nine months of adoption leave and bam, that is when post-adoption depression hit me. Um, obviously, my friends and family all said, yeah, we're there for you if you need to talk, we're there. I'm not a talker. I mean, I'm blabbering on now, but in that sense, like in with feelings and if I'm struggling or whatever, I don't like to be a burden on people and I don't like to pass on my problems. Um, I am a real empath, so I take everybody else's issues into me um, and their feelings into me, but I'm not very good at expressing them myself. Um, so that was great that friends and family said, you know, we're there for you if you need us. That was great to know they were there. But the problem I had is I can't reach out. I'm really rubbish at that. But this is where the Yawn members came in to be my little knights in shining armour because I posted in the Yawn group about being diagnosed with post-adoption depression and literally within probably half an hour of posting I'd had about five people from that group private message me to talk to me about their experience, to let me know that they're there. Um, some asked me questions to kind of get a bit more information out of me so that I could open up. Um, and all of those people over the next month or so were messaging me sort of once or twice a week to see how I was getting on, to see whether my tablets were working, whether I was feeling any better. Um, because they understood, which... You know, I might have had friends and family that may have had postnatal depression or whatever. But, you know, in a lot of cases, postnatal depression is hormonal. Obviously, I don't have that. So, I mean, they might have understood where I was coming from. But in my head, they didn't understand because they hadn't been through it. And I think for me as well, um, I will go into more detail about post adoption depression another time um but for me I didn't feel like I could open up about it because we'd waited so long to have a child you know like I've said before 10 years of trying two years of the adoption process to have a child why would I be depressed when I finally got what I've wanted all of those years but obviously it, it's a chemical imbalance your brain doesn't work like that so you know that you shouldn't really be feeling like that because you should be happy, but you're just not. And to have those people from the Yawn group there that could relate to what I was saying was just invaluable, really. Um, you know, you can't put a price on it because they were there for me in my darkest hours and... If it hadn't been for those people, I probably would still be struggling now. Um, I mean, I was nowhere, you know, suicidal or anything like that. Um, but I don't think I'd have gone back to work. I think I probably would have ended up losing my job. Um, you know, and I need that to pay the bills. Um, so, yeah, the, the people from that group are the best so just keep building your support network um they're so important so something that i well my husband and i said right from the beginning of our adoption process was that if any of our 
so-called support network, didn't accept our child, treated them any differently to any other children in our family, anything like that, that we would just cut them out. We've been so lucky that we haven't had to do that because our family have accepted him amazingly. Um, he is just slotted in so perfectly. But I would say if you have got anyone that is like, well, toxic is the word I would use, um, around the adoption process, um, get rid. You know, family is meant to be there for you. The, the whole point of a support network is they're meant to be supportive. If they're not, get rid. Bye-bye. Because you don't need that negativity in your life. Um, it's not good for you. It's not good for your future child. Um, and it's not good for your family dynamic. Um, so, yeah, we have been lucky that we haven't had to do that with anybody. Um, but, you know, if there did ever come a time where um, anyone said, well, he's not really yours or anything along those lines. Like, that might seem small to some people, but he's my baby. If anyone says anything against my boy that's it they are gone um so the other thing i wanted to talk to you about was post adoption support um unfortunately ours isn't great um our social worker personally um has been absolutely amazing um we could not have got through it without her um, she's been amazing throughout, she's been amazing afterwards, anytime we need her we can just send her an email or text her or anything and she will reply so quickly, um, we are very very lucky. Little man social worker on the other hand, not so great. Um, so he actually ended up having to get a new social worker just after he moved in with us um, because his old one went on long term sick which obviously that's not her fault. Um, but no one told us. I actually had to contact uh, the local authority that he came from to get them to allocate him a new social worker because we didn't have any of the visits that you're supposed to have during the introduction period. Um, so that was great. He did get allocated another one and she was absolutely lovely. Um, but unfortunately, because his initial social worker had been working... Um, with the family for a long time she is the one that has to do his later life letter etc um so needless to say we are over a year post adoption order and we haven't had it yet um but that's nothing against his social worker now um it's not her fault at all uh, you know and she has been great she managed to get his life story book sorted out for us um she just sorted everything really um for us which has been brilliant um i did let our social worker know when i got diagnosed with post-adoption depression and she called me straight away made sure i was okay kept in touch with me um, to make sure i was getting the help that i needed uh, i'm not sure whether that's actually her job to do that but um but she did it um, she actually, we recently moved house and she came to um, welcome us into our new home, which was lovely. Um, yet again, which I don't think she's necessarily meant to do as part of her job, but she's just great like that. Um, the other people that I should mention in post-adoption support and, and in our support network is actually his foster carers. 
Um, they are two of the most amazing people you will ever meet. Um, I've heard a lot about foster carers from other adopters. Um, some have great relationships, others don't. Um, I don't think the adoption would have gone as well as it had, had it not been for them. Um, they've been amazing support to us. They've been amazing support to our little boy. Um, they did have him from four days old. So, you know, it was very, very hard for them to let him go when he came home to us. But they have been amazing ever since. Um, I know technically they're not part of post-adoption support, but they have been like the best support to us. Um, they've been, they were absolutely brilliant through introductions. Um, I can't thank them enough. Um, if you can get a good relationship with your foster carers, do because it is so worth it. Um, unfortunately, we live like four hours away from them because we adopted out of area. Um, otherwise, we would see them a lot more than we do. But we do try and um, meet up when we can. Um, and it is just the best thing ever because our little boy loves them. We love them. They're part of our family now. Um, and yeah, it's just perfect. Um, but yeah, they are such an important part of our support network and they're part of his story as well, which is really important too. Um, so I've rambled on for quite a long time, but I hope that this has been uh, helpful for some people. Um, if not, scroll on and listen to someone else's. Um, I'm sure I'll speak to you all again soon. Bye. Smash that subscribe button, bruh.